0: Hello, and welcome to Spectology, the Science Fiction Book Club podcast.
1: I'm your host, Adrian. And I'm Matt. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, buddy. Once again, I was irrationally afraid that you were going to say some unexpected thing, and I was going to have to ad-lib something, but, you know, here I am ad-libbing again anyway.
0: The funny thing is, yeah, that you you then keep doing that back to me and making me ad-lib based on your fears of me ad-libbing. <laughs>
1: well, it's, it's, it's funny, too, because it's like, What am I afraid of? Exactly. Like, I I like (laughs) ad-libbing.
0: I almost did say, like, welcome to Spectology, quarantine edition, because that's what we're doing today. (laughs) Yeah. So if this were if this were a zone, what zone would it be? Definitely zone one. Oh man! <laughs> Definitely the first of the zones. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Which is like especially poignant for me being in New York City right now.
1: Yeah, um, I mean you're just straight up in zone one, man.
0: I'm yeah, yeah, not actually because I'm in Queens, but you know, close enough. It's
1: across. I wonder the river. if that's zone two or three or.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't Brooklyn's know. Brooklyn's probably too, right? Yeah. So Maybe maybe I'll email him and uh, you know ask Colson Whitehead what zone I'm in. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Spectology, everyone. Matt and I are social isolating and so Skyping in with each other to do a... Uh,
1: Something we never normally do.
0: No, no, no. We've <laughs> never done this before. Uh, are doing things we like, quarantine edition. Uh, so... We, you know, on Spectology, sometimes we host a book club podcast, we read science fiction books, we talk about them. Right now we're reading Wittgenstein's Mistress by David Markson. We will have like the post-read episode for that next week. But this week we're doing a little bonus content and... Yeah, we're doing our things we like and we're going to do what we usually do, just talk about stuff we've liked recently uh, and recommend it to folks. And then probably also do a little bit more free form, like, you know, talk about some of the stuff we're going to do to stay sane over the coming weeks and months and however long that it is that we're all cooped up
1: (laughs) here. Yeah, totally. It's going to be fun. Um We always have things that we like, and this is a great time to focus on the things that we like that are indoor activities. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Things you can do with other people over the
0: Internet, Um, which speaking of which, I can go first because that's what my first one is. Do it. Um, So the last time I got to travel for any like, uh, you know, long amount of time. I was hanging out with some friends and I was playing this board game in person with with our friend, a mutual friend of ours called Seven Wonders Duel. And so the the thing is Seven Wonders Duel. The uh, broader category of thing is like board games and particularly online board games. um Seven Wonders Duel has a phone app. You can't play it asynchronously, but you can like add friends. And you can both like play it over the internet at the same time, and then you know like call each other or something and like chat or you know email or whatever while you're doing it. G chat whatever the kids do these days. The kids these days definitely do not use G chat. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> fucking don't use G
1: chat. You old fossil. I don't know. <laughs> TikTok or whatever. <laughs> TikTok. Um, What's a tick TikTok.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh Seven Wonders duel It's a lot of fun. It's great because it's a two-player board game. Uh so Seven Wonders is like I think a like five to seven player board game or something like that. And um the dual version is a really solid two-player board game, one of the most fun ones I've Why don't played. they call
1: it five to seven wonders then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gonna ignore that and keep talking <laughs> like it didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. It's like kind of like, you know, it's like a competitive like resource management game, although that doesn't do a good job. It, I, it's really hard to describe, but it's really fun. It's like a combination of like resource cards and other resource management. And then also getting to, um. there's no like trade or like working with the other player per se, but you do have chances to fuck them over, which is really satisfying. <laughs> As you watch their like well-laid plans, like either, you know, work and win or like as you watch the well-laid plans totally fall apart under your like you know competitive moves which is always a lot of fun um <laughs> so yeah so that was a really fun fun game there's a like i said there's an app version of it um I also, you know, I I feel like there's probably a fair number of people who will be like two people together hanging out, which is why I'm recommending that. And also um, Codenames Duet is the other like two player game that I really, really love. I don't know if that has an online version and Codenames is really good. And Duet is like a cooperative version of Codenames where you're where you're like cluing things to each other sort of like a word guessing game that's really fun
1: on this exact subject uh there is a uh video game quote-unquote video game called tabletop simulator which is available on steam and what it is is it's a way to simulate any board game virtually um and so you know you can kind of set up whatever board game you want Um, with whatever sort of pieces you want and play remotely by that means. So you could potentially play any board game you're thinking of remotely relatively easily if you have copies of that tabletop simulator thing. And it has, within it, it has a bunch of different kinds of like different skins of of board game pieces and and whatnot. Really pretty comprehensive. So you could do a lot. You could even play, this is actually way too soon, but I was going to say you could play play Pandemic Legacy, but... (laughs) 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 i
0: do have friends hosting a pandemic game on sunday and i was like no thanks Uh, thanks but you know it's a little not for everyone but you could play any board game pretty much i'm also not going outside at all if i can help it so yay
1: (laughs) yeah board Um, games to me seem like not the best thing to do in person with people who are not already living with you and so uh, virtual board games are though absolutely a thing and you know that'd be really fun
0: yeah, do you have any other good board game recommendations, Matt? I like, say, so, you know, like as a jumping-off point, any other fun, like two or like a good online board game situations. Oh man, I guess there's always I, I like role-playing games. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean, role-playing games doing a the, few of those. For right, sure. that
1: that's the thing that I've been thinking of, and and I I don't know, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Do you what's what's your what's your first thing you like? So I have a new hobby, and Ooh. this is absolutely a really fun indoor hobby unfortunately this may be difficult to get set up depending on the state of global supply chains in the next like little bit so if you're not already into this it may be difficult to suddenly get into it because you need a bunch of parts and pieces but um I've gotten into, I've just gotten into, um, like electronic hobbyism. So like building small electronics and circuits and I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say that. (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah. I haven't mentioned this to you to save it to mention right now, but it's super fun and cool. You don't need, and you can do it with other people obviously also. I mean, it's really fun to sort of, there's all kinds of experiments that people have written up online or in books. Um, that you can do with other people you can do it with children if you're careful or depending on the experiment some of them are not at all dangerous some of them have some some small level of danger for example that like a nine volt battery might like you know blow up but wearing safety glasses is totally sufficient and that's actually not likely to happen and that's actually only going to happen in very certain experiments like when you're actually actively trying to overload the battery um most of them are very (laughs) safe and they're good for children Uh, of a certain age, at least. And uh, they're really fun for adults, too. You can just build all kinds of little fun things. And, uh, you know, there's tons of projects out there. Uh, I recommend if you've never done any of these things before, there's a there's a book by uh, what's his name? Charles Platt called Make Electronics put out by the people that do Make Magazine. Um, Oh, cool. Right. Very, very cool. Fun book starts from like assuming you know nothing about electronics and then you like learn a bunch while you do it and it's really fun cool. the one thing of fun. course is as i said you need like you need stuff to do this you need like resistors capacitors breadboards. you need things you know to to actually make this happen in your house if you can order them you can absolutely order all these things and they're not necessarily expensive um but you know i think at this point it's still possible to order things like that they're not going to be sold totally, out totally. um so you know Uh, Give it a try. This this sort of hobby is really, really fun. I think it's something you can do, you know, your whole life and you can share it with people of all ages. And it's really fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's totally indoors. Yep,
0: that is that is a lot of fun. I've never I've done like a very, very tiny amount of that kind of stuff and watch other people do it. And I sort of like miss having those kinds of like you know like hobbies where you both have to like think about stuff as well as put
1: it together so it's both like handsy and mindy yeah. at the same time and it's fun to like figure out how stuff works you know what i mean totally to like just like get a sense of how the things in your house actually work <laughs> you know totally it's funny i i woke up really early this
0: morning it was kind of like you know anxious and stressed out and so i like put on some youtube videos and the first one i did was this um this guy at technology connections is the YouTube channel. And it's this guy who just like, has various topics on technology. And the one that I was watching was um, he had this old jukebox from like the, like a fifties or sixties style jukebox and like went really in depth on how they worked because you can do stuff like choose what song to play and do all this stuff. But there's also no microcontrollers. It's a hundred percent mechanical and electrical. So cool. So he went through Uh, like how all these circuits work and that, you know, all the like mechanical bits and stuff. It was really neat. And it was like kind of calming, right? There's something like really calming about like, Oh, this is like interesting, fascinating, and you know, also difficult in a way.
1: Yeah. You know, this also reminds me if you don't have the money or the time or the like ability to order parts to do electronics in your home, or you just don't have the inclination, another option that's sort of a similar thing that's entirely uh, virtual is there's a bunch of uh, well put together um, games or simulators where you can simulate um, electronics stuff um virtually so for example nand to tetris or the nand game those are two ways that you know there are these uh, the nand game in particular is the, is a browser game where you build a computer out of nand gates and it's it's all just oh, in, your, cool. in your browser window um it's cool. really cool it's really fun it's it's not you know obviously this is like if you are not intrigued by the sound of building a computer <laughs> out of NAND gates then you won't like it that's what it is but right. if you are it's really fun and interesting and there are also a bunch of video games in particular games by zaktronics which is a studio an indie game oh, cool. studio where you do things like build electronics in a video game like and they're pretty right. they're really weird and interesting actually like the one of the more famous ones is uh shenzhen io where you role play as you you in the game are a like um sort of i think american uh electric and en- electronics engineer who like suddenly takes a new job in shenzhen china and the game takes place uh either in a circuit design window or in like an email window and you get emails from your boss about like things you need to do <laughs> and then you need to go like build them out of circuits and what this guy uh who made the game did is he designed his own kind of um, (laughs) he designed, he designed a bunch of like sort of, he designed an assembly language that's a riff on actual assembly language. Cool. And right. he designed like a bunch of electronic parts that are riffs on real electronic parts. And he wrote this long manual. And so the game is just a simulation of being an electronics engineer complete with the annoying parts. And kind of, so it's like this very <laughs> weird thing. Like it's a weird indie game. And it's right. really fun if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> right.
0: I would, I would say to like a, a couple, I mean, like a long time ago, actually, at this point, um, I got really into, like, bridge building and, like, like structural engineering games. Uh, and in particular, there was one that I really enjoyed and played way too much of called... Um uh, what was it? Armadillo ball. I don't know if this is still available or like what it is. I do know there's other like bridge building games that are like more polished and like, you, you know, the same idea that people play now. I see them on Twitter sometimes. But um, but the general idea is like, you know, you're given various sort for- forms of like struts and whatnot. And you have to like build a bridge from point A to point B with only so many like places to like add supports in the middle. And so they're the, and then you have to like roll this, you know, armadillo ball is you have to roll an armadillo down it and hope it doesn't like break apart at any point and it gets to the other side. And that's always the goal is just simply like, does the object get to the other side? So you can build stuff that like, you know, you can build just a bridge or you can build like, you know, some weird swinging mechanism that like tosses it across the river chasm or a whatever it is. sweet
1: ramp gets it sick yep, I.
0: I used to love those kinds of games, uh, and might, might end up picking up one or two here too. (laughs) And it's a similar kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's similar types of like you're building stuff and you're like working out how it works for yourself, given like, you know, Mm -hmm. real world and quote, like, you know, some sort of physics, physics
1: engine constraints, fun stuff. So fun. I love this stuff. What's another (laughs) thing that you've been into Adrian?
0: Yeah. So I want to, I, you know, this is going to be a bit of a talky uh, jumping off point of like good movies to watch. But, um, you know, the last movie I saw before quarantine was I finally got to go see Little Women and I loved it. It was fucking awesome. Like it was so good. It was so like like heartwarming. It was just so like emotional in this really like positive way and not saccharine. Cause like bad things happen to like everyone all the time, but it's still like, Oh, we're a family working together like through this stuff, even when we like really dislike each other. And I just, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I discovered that like a particular, like, you know, water gushers start going. Um, when, Old men get like emotional and like try their best to keep it in. It's just like that <laughs> happens a couple of times. And it's like, oh, every time, just like, you know, bawling, like, oh, he's, he's, he has a heart after all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, Classic. Right. I know. And just like the whole story is so great. And, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's talked about how great the performances are and they're right. I mean, you know, especially Florence Pugh kind of like stole the show for me. Like I'd never seen her in anything before. And she was just like phenomenal as Amy, really, really good. So, um, yeah, I liked that. But then also like this morning I watched, uh, the Incredibles, which is on Disney Plus, And I hadn't seen in a decade maybe. And like, damn, that's a fun movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, i remember that movie <laughs> yeah i have oh, like a do you have any movies that you movies, plan on watching coming up movies are so great i am a big fan of bad schlocky movies as well as good movies <laughs> yeah totally um not everybody's into this there are a huge number of riff tracks on amazon um oh, riff right. tracks is the mst3k guys new thing post mst3k mm-hmm. it's basically mm. the same as mst3k um so but they, you don't
0: actually get the movie, they just give you the track
1: and you lay it over the movie. Oh no, yourself, no, no. Right? On Amazon that's what oh. they used to do. But on Amazon, you just I mean, it's like watching MST three K. Like you, you, oh, cool. you just watch the movie and they have their their audio right. Just like an MST three K movie. Cool. So there are, I mean, a huge number of these on Amazon. Um, everything from your your um your sword and sandals stuff to your crappy sci-fi to your you know ridiculous like thrillers i mean a lot of them are needless to say like like the dime novels of old they're not exactly politically progressive or ideologically sympathetic but <laughs> but they're fun schlock <laughs> yeah, i watched one last night that was called the forbidden world boy was it terrible so terrible <laughs> this was actually sorry the forbidden world is not a riff tracks movie but it was an, a schlocky sci-fi movie from 1982 nice nice
0: yeah i um on the riff tracks kind of thing um like i've talked about this podcast before blank check with griffin and david and they do they like they have a patreon feed which is secondly essentially like an entirely second podcast that they do now and um that is all like they do commentaries so they went through the entire mcu and did like a real-time commentary for every single movie um Uh, over the last I mean it took them like over a year to do it's a lot of Uh, they've recently done all of the Star Wars movies too and so that's actually something that if you you know if you have those like you know those MCU movies that are just like movies you watch kind of like on repeat as like nice calming movies that can be a fun thing to like download and sync one of those commentaries up and get to like listen like along with other people like watch along with other people can be fun Um, so I've been enjoying that movie wise as well as well as the main Feed is definitely like a good way of like you know, I've definitely discovered movies or like rediscovered movies and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie and like watched it because of like they they had an episode on it, and that's always good.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, they're very knowledgeable. Those guys are really uh it's interesting to hear them talk about movies. They obviously make movies and they know a lot about making movies, so right. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, it's good stuff. It always feels like a bit of a like, you know, like a more fun version of like, you know, like film theory type courses. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's a good oh man, good segue, dude, into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say what's yours. (laughs) So the next thing I was gonna talk about is this is something I always enjoy, but I think it's particularly appropriate for if you suddenly find yourself wanting to spend a lot more time indoors. Um I love taking classes randomly there are so many different ways to take classes randomly i feel like a lot of people maybe don't realize how easy it is to set up a class a class set up for yourself such that you're like learning something that you want to learn um in your free time mm-hmm. um i'll give you some examples of things that that i have enjoyed or am currently enjoying one is if you want to learn a language um learning a language is uh something that a lot of people are intimidated by. Um, it feels like this sort of weird magic when you see somebody else speaking a language that you don't know. Um, uh, there's a truth to that, but I think it's not at all a weird magic. Uh, the only sense in which it's actually a weird magic is that when you do learn a new language, it can feel like you are doing magic as you speak it. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it's, it's something anybody can learn, as I'm sure you, know, you, will, you, you have perhaps been told already. Like, learning a language is something all, all humans are capable of doing. Um, and the way there, there are so many different resources out there that are free or very cheap to make this happen for yourself. I think, you know, if this is a time where you suddenly have a bunch of time indoors that you didn't before, that's a great, that's a great time to, um, devote yourself to learning the thing that you always wanted to learn. If that's a language, one way you can make that happen is there are a bunch of websites online that hook you up virtually with native speakers of languages. So mm. italki is one. Um, you know, There are online meetups um, that Duolingo organizes um, through their discussion boards. Um, there are a ton of these resources out there. And one of the things you can do is you can pay for somebody to tutor you you can pay for like hour-long lessons once a week or twice a month or, or whatever. But you can also do language exchanges for free, where you meet up with somebody online who's a native speaker of some language you want to learn, and they want to learn English, and you exchange lessons in that way. You kind of, or you have like an hour where you meet up and you spend half of that half of that hour talking in one language and half talking in the other. This is a classic thing. It doesn't cost anything. You know, you can arrange these meetings for for free. That's cool. And, you know, you can supplement that with all the sort of free resources that exist online for learning languages. Just to give you an example, there's on YouTube, there's... um, uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called Easy and then insert language name. So they had Easy mm. French, Easy German, blah, 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 a bunch of different languages. And they have a ton of free videos where they just, their their shtick is that they go around cities where the language that they're talking about is spoken natively. So for example, in Easy German, they'll go around German cities and they'll talk to people in the street in that language. And it's a wonderful way to hear real examples of the language as actually spoken by a wide yeah. variety of random people of different ages and genders and backgrounds. Some of them aren't even like, fr- like in the German example, some of them aren't from Germany, but they speak German. You know what I mean? Because you're mm-hmm. walking around the streets of Berlin, you run into all kinds of people. Totally. And they talk about all sorts of subjects and they have different levels. And, you know, this is just one example. There's so many of these types of things out there. Um, I love the idea of, okay, you've always wanted to learn Spanish. Well, you know, there's no better time, you know, pick the, the the way I would recommend that you do this is pick like two things that you're going to do that you're going to integrate into your life. You're going to figure out two things that are things you already like. Maybe watching YouTube videos is a thing you do for fun already. You can it would be pretty easy to add in some YouTube videos that happen to be Spanish teaching videos. Mm -hmm. Or maybe listening to podcasts is a thing you already do. There's tons of Spanish learning podcasts that are free. And ditto for other languages, too. Um, So Duolingo, for example, has a Spanish learning podcast. I don't know if how many people are aware of that, but they do, and it's free. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, so... Pick two things um, or even one thing, but I think two is good because you want to integrate the, the best way to learn a language to really learn it is to find ways to integrate learning that language into the rest of your life. Find the things that you already totally. like to do and do and and like find versions of learning those things in the target language to integrate into the rest of your life. Um mm-hmm and you know it's a, it's a wonderful hobby and and you know the other thing of course is you know don't think that this is the kind of thing where you just suddenly finish and oh you know the language you're done You know, (laughs) it doesn't really work like that. (laughs) It's a hobby. No, if you're ever done, you're going to lose it, as I well know with my French. (laughs) Uh, And if you do feel as though you've lost it, I mean, you can get it back. Like it's not gone forever.
0: I I understand that. Right, right, right. But it is. It's like it's a it's a constant kind of like thing that you can work on and get better at and keep up. And the more you do it, the like more satisfying it is, the more more skill you have.
1: I think it's best thought of as a hobby. You know, like anything else, mm-hmm. you can get better at your hobbies, or you can just kind of do them in this casual way, where you're not really focused on getting better, but you enjoy it. Yep. Yep.
0: Cool. That's cool. I know. You know, we were talking too, and you'd mentioned some like um, like
1: online lecture type content that you were you. were Oh, listening I love this stuff. Recently. There's so many. Right. Uh, there's so much free high quality stuff out there. I think sometimes it's totally overwhelming to people who just like how much free online learning stuff there is. And I'm not even talking... I mean, if you want to spend money, there's also stuff that you can spend money on. Right. What
0: about... um? You mentioned to me the other day that that course... Um, I, I don't even remember what it was. There was like a specific course you had mentioned to me. That's on Audible, so it costs money. But... And I imagine like our listeners might well have Audible subscriptions too. Like there's going to be some number of
1: them that do. Yeah, sure. If you like Audible stuff, some of the great courses are good. I think that there's a wide range of quality. But one that I have enjoyed is... I think it's like it used to be like the highest rated course on the Great Courses, which is just an audible thing. Um, Oh, okay. Well, it's it's not only an audible, but a lot of them are only on audible. And this one in particular is Bob Breyer's History of Ancient Egypt. It's super fun. Mm, If you are interested in a kind of entertaining and like low impact, so to speak, uh, lecture series, low impact in the sense that you don't have to. There's no like or there's only one or two times when he kind of assigns homework, so to speak. Um, but it's not, you know, it's nothing, right. it's nothing. You don't have rigorous. to do that <laughs> too. You can easily ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of this really nice, uh, relaxing and entertaining audio content where it happens to be about something that you you may not, you may just be interested in learning about, you know, in this case, mm-hmm. ancient Egypt, which is a super fun topic, obviously in our podcast, when we talked about killing moon, this would have been right. a great thing to bring up if I had known about it then. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, that, I mean I might I like I have this Audible
0: subscription I barely use cuz I don't really listen to ebooks, so that's something I'm probably going to download here to be able to like, you know, cook and listen at the same time cuz that's always fun to do. Cool. Well, there's also, you know, I mean I think the other thing we haven't talked as much about and I don't have one specific, but it's just like, you know, video games. Like I feel both you and I are probably going to be playing a lot of them. <laughs> oh yeah. I know I sure should am. Oh um, yeah. I, and this is more like, you know, it's like I've talked about the stuff I really like, I feel like in the past, but um, I have the because uh, like, I have the Nintendo Switch and I have the um, Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is like the pirate Assassin's Creed downloaded that I've been like really looking forward to like getting started with. I think I mean, probably Sunday or Monday, I'm just going to take like a good like four hours to sit down and like go through the beginning of the game and really like get immersed in it which is like an open world game where you play as a pirate and includes like, like, boat-to-boat combat where like you're on a boat controlling it like firing at other boats then you can like ram them and then dock on them and then go into like like hand-to-hand mode where you're like you your pirate like swings onto the boat and like like starts fighting guys on the other boat as well as there's all these like islands that you can like explore the islands and like find stuff i saw a video of a guy like you know like fighting a leopard or something like that so it's um i'm really looking forward to it it looks like you know it looks it looks you know as i'm i've never played any of these games like i'm sure it's kind of like weird and problematic in some ways but it actually looks like right up my alley of like you know like vaguely historical open world like i get to be a pirate on the on the seven seas
1: (laughs) yeah i love big big old open world single player games like that isn't there a multiplayer though with that also
0: I have no idea actually. It's a good, i I I'm not sure. No I've idea. never played that
1: game, so I don't know. Yeah,
0: but. I've never played any of the Assassin's Creeds. Um the one thing that I would kind of like to play multiplayer, you and I talked about it a little bit is uh, Minecraft. I think that's yeah. also Also in terms of building game, yeah. like redstone is essentially logic gates. Like you can build that oh, yeah. kind of like logic in Minecraft. Um and then also like I find it
1: incredibly relaxing to just like go underground and like mine for hours. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to be said. In in my experience, one of the best ways to hang out with people as you play video games is to play a farming game. A game yeah. where you spend a lot of time farming for materials. And there are a mm. lot of games where you do this. I mean MM there are a lot right. of MMOs where you do this. Uh wow right. yeah WoW and Classic it can be like exists, literally you know? farming or like farming for gold or farming yeah. for XP. In Minecraft. Or in
0: Minecraft, literally yeah, farming. Literally farming. <laughs> um,
1: and then there's also like um, a lot of sort of Diablo style games where you're kind of going around trying to get loot drops. Um, and those are, right. it's really relaxing to just kind of be farming with your friends on the phone. So say you're playing remotely with your friends. Mm-hmm. Often I prefer to be like on the phone with them rather than using any kind of in game audio thing. Totally. Um, same. So I just have my phone with my little phone headset. And I'm doing this farming game and it's super sort of simple and repetitive. And you're just kind of talking and shooting the shit with your friends as you do it. Very, yeah. very relaxing and a nice way to spend like some time hanging out with people remotely. Right. It can also be nice because
0: like when you're playing a game, there's not the same need to fill dead space so it can feel Mm -hmm. like hanging out because like at times you'll just like you are all doing your thing and you're working together doing it and you don't have to talk but it's also not that kind of weird thing of like uh i'm on the phone dead space silent are you still there it's like no we're all playing
1: together like you can just play (laughs) and chill yeah in a weird way it's like a road trip
0: (laughs) yeah oh that's a no that's a surprisingly weirdly good metaphor <laughs> but like I like road, road trip. trips so
1: I would say that. Anyway.
0: Right. I I also do, you know. Too bad we can't do one of those right now. Yes, but you <laughs> can
1: play a lovely farming video game with your with your buds.
0: You can. You can go on a road trip in Minecraft together and like explore yeah. and try to find that yeah. jungle so you can get some parrot pets.
1: Yeah. All about the parrots.
0: All about the parrots. Cool. Were there are there any other sort of things, you know, I don't know if we
1: want to give like I mean, it's I, I all in in in, in a in big way. Stuff. In a big way, I think like um, there's too much out there. There's so yeah. much remote media that exists in the world now, right? Um, a lot of a lot of the thing that happens, I think, with people is that they either have their little corner that they know about and they feel comfortable in, and they just want to like hang out in that corner. Or Mm -hmm. it just sort of feels completely overwhelming and you just allow yourself to be sort of buffeted by the winds, you know, here and there. Right. Whatever the somebody's most recently talked about in your favorite social media is the thing you go to and you just kind of go back and forth between memes and, you know, you're scrolling Reddit or you're scrolling Twitter or you're whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think um, if I had to say like one general thing, I think it's it's maybe really worth um, trying to like set aside 20 minutes to uh think about something that you've like always wanted to do or you've always oh, wanted to right. learn just like actually brainstorm for like 15-20 minutes about a thing that you've like you know kind of secretly always wanted to do or learn or read about or become knowledgeable about or or get good at or a new skill and then you know once you've brainstormed what that might be you know think about spend another 15-20 minutes thinking about or Googling, like where are the places to go to make that happen for yourself online? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, odds are you're going to find some amazing resources out there.
0: Totally. And it might not be the first page or the first hit of Google. It might take some like digging through, but there's definitely going to be cool stuff. You know, one thing too is always to, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily recommend Reddit as like a general resource for learning stuff. But like one thing that can be helpful is like go to the subreddit about the thing and like, see if they have a wiki page or like a sidebar, like something that lists like, Hey, this is good stuff for beginners. A lot of them will have that sticky post or whatever. And that can be a useful, like, you know, here's just like a guide for how to get started on like learning whatever thing it is you're interested in. That'll often be something I do. If I have a new thing I want to get into Um, YouTube is also great. Like, you know, google or youtube how to do x and you'll find a bunch of videos on it and like what i'll sometimes do is watch like five or six of the videos on the same topic just like the same intro video over and over again until i find someone who's like teaching style and like specifics like jive with me and then i will like dive deep into like their specific channel and their tutorials and that kind of thing. Cause everyone's like learning style and teaching styles can be really different. So it can be useful to like find the one that works for you and not assume that like what other people like has to be what you like, or like we'll learn from. I love it. (laughs) Cool. Well with that, you know, I'm curious for our listeners sort of like what their plans are, what they, uh, you know, have planned for, you know, like what video games y'all are playing what like online kind of like hangout things you're doing if there's anything we missed you know tweet Tweet us uh, at SpectologyPod and I, you know, like hopefully get a little like discussion of this kind of thing going on Twitter because that's probably the other thing I'll be doing a little bit too much of is hanging out on fucking Twitter
1: (laughs) for the time being. (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's something to be said. I'm
0: trying to like limit that to some degree,
1: but there's something to be said for the like strategic window. Like this is the hour where I get to do social media in the afternoon. This is the hour where I get to do it in the morning. You know
0: Right I'm I'm definitely trying to get A little bit better At like putting my phone down And just not looking at Social media right now Because there's only like So much that's helpful Yeah But it's also not, You know As you know Like I've met a bunch of people Through of like course. that You know Our podcast Twitter in particular And like Like talking to people And like I'm more than happy To you know Like who knows maybe if there's enough people interested like you know i set up some sort of like online meet up with folks you know like a week or two down the line depending on how people are feeling you know i think Mm -hmm. too like we're gonna keep doing this podcast like that's one of the things like we'll be doing as a hobby and hang out and um so you know listen listen for more episodes we'll 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 see how much happens and uh I know, too, if, you know, I know other people listen to have their own podcasts. I'm definitely up for being a guest on any of them. Like, you've had a couple cool guest um, spots. Actually, we should plug that. You were on um, the Hugo's There podcast recently, and that was, like, a really cool episode. I really
1: enjoyed listening to that. I'm glad yeah, you liked that. it. Was it was super fun, fun to do. We talked about Down Below Station, which is, uh, uh pr- I, I liked it. I mean, you know, but you can hear the whole discussion on, uh... On the Hugo's There podcast, right?
0: And so you know, and I, I I'd definitely be up for like guesting on some more podcasts. You know, I've, i we, we actually have a page on our website. Um, you can find a link at the like very top of the website to like all the guest spots we've done on other podcasts. If you want to like listen to us, what a nice and,
1: idea, Adrian.
0: Yeah, I was like trying. <laughs> it honestly came about because I couldn't find one of the one I'd been on, and so I was like, oh, I'm just going to put this all in one place now.
1: <laughs> that rules cool
0: well with that uh thanks to everyone i hope everyone stays like safe and healthy uh i also hope people are like taking this seriously you know it's definitely a real thing and you know i i hope everyone out there is yeah is is staying safe and and you know like may you and all your loved ones like be safe and healthy through this i i also support that view um, and with that, you know, thanks to WJ for our music and Noah Bradley for our artwork. Uh, again, we're at Spectology Pod on Twitter or SpectologyPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. We will be back next week with the, um, uh, what, what is it? The Wittgenstein's Mistress post-read. And then we have a guest set up for next month too. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited oh, about yeah. the book and the guests be and we cool. have on. So that's really exciting. And um yeah, you know, we'll be back at you with no more con- hashtag content for the content gods as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, Matt. Thanks again. Bye, dude. Thanks, everyone. Bye.